0: This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good-aligned Kalishtar war priest.
1: I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus,
2: the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Caesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, Undead Armies of Thay for 75 years.
3: And I'm Tinsian. Shall we start this over again?
2: (laughs) Some of the beauties of D and D can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it.
0: Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee.
3: I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. And I have very expressive eyebrows tonight.
0: Good to know. Alright, this is Death Fortis Honor. Today is Friday, December 6th, and this is episode 129 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons & Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. You may have noticed that we've gone back to our old intro. Uh, <laughs> no longer having one certain cast member, we've gone back to that. So if anyone is talented in the musical area and feels like doing an intro, feel free, because... Uh, Kevin! Kevin! <clears throat> Otherwise, I'm going to remake this, but if someone beats me to it, yay! Your
1: donation would be greatly appreciated by all the (laughs) cast members, and I won't hunt you down and break your legs.
0: Mm, That's a good uh, reason as well, definitely.
1: Yes. Just so you know, if you can't hear the sirens, (laughs) one person every five seconds apparently dies in Sutherland Shire, so...
0: (laughs) Nice and safe. We should move there, everyone.
1: Everyone come here, you know, just... Yeah, we don't have guns, so knife knife fight, everyone. Knife fight, come on. Come Party. on, say it.
0: Say it, Daniel, say it. Say what? Say it. Say what? No, that's a knife, come on.
1: What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Never mind. What's not a knife? What's not a knife?
0: No, no, never mind.
1: That, that's not a knife. This that's is a knife. No,
0: this right.
3: is a knife, damn it.
1: That, that's a spoon. I so say you've played knifey spoonie before.
3: Mm. Right, it's done.
0: Okay, uh, Tinsian. So you want to catch us up on where we are, Dungeon Master? Here we go.
3: Well, apparently where we're at is a guest spot by the Dreadnoughts from the um, old GI Joe cartoon. If we keep this up, <laughs> all right. In the last episode, by the way, uh, there was an audio issue that's been keeping the release of uh, episodes for the last two weeks um, from happening. Hopefully, this coming week, which is now going to be a couple weeks from now. You'll have an episode out, so we'll get back to those. Last episode, the party um, sort of ran out of normal real estate, and while well, in the process of finding Clyde the horse and the spider, good old spider. Fluffy! Yep. Okay, I guess an un- unenthusiastic thorn. Sounds um, like whatever. The party
1: was forced... I'm on Dead and It's not fluffy.
3: It's not. Okay.
1: It's not. It's... I've got to come up with a new name.
0: Well, he doesn't really have a lot of fur, so I suppose he really isn't fluffy anymore.
1: Uh, he's unflufficus. He's leathery. Fluffy.
3: He's-
4: <laughs>
3: fluffy. <laughs> it's unflufficus, thank you very much. Unfluffanopolis, whatever. Yep, yep. Good job. All right. The party was chased into one of the void zones and has since become undead. When at the end of the episode uh Zanatari had figured out that she's apparently leading some sort of coup d'etat or some sort of military campaign against the cigarettes. Uh the skeleton that they had tied to the back of Clyde had a couple uh, cosmetic changes to it near the end. He lost his head entirely. Mm hmm. In hands. And pretty much that's where we're at. <laughs> So hi everybody. Hello. Hey. What do you, Holmes? Okay. Um everybody's in the void zone. Listen to the last episode for descriptions, but uh let's go to Thorn this time. To me. Oh. Yep.
1: oh. 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 Alright, cool. Um Right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: shocked <laughs> you, didn't it? When do you get to start? Never.
1: Onwards never um you know nothing john snow um right so what's around us? like okay so oh, we we're, we're undead now we're in a, a group i guess mhm we've had spider come towards us unflufficus as he's uh deemed in his undead form um mm-hmm. dragging a giant squirrel tomb statue thing that nearly crushes sesla right so First question, I think, that was kind of left in the, the lingering is, do
3: we recognize each other? Yes. Um, you guys are intelligent, undead. You do recognize each other, and... Step
2: up from when we were... Yes! Bonus!
3: Doing well. Doing well. Well, being undead, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, at least you know you have an exposed funny bone.
2: Oh god. Oh, waiting sh- for it. Uh, Was not worth waiting everyone, for it? No. Everyone take a drink. Take a drink. Oh. This isn't this is vodka. Mm-hmm. It's more like brace mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, take a drink. That's gonna be tonight a lot. Yep. Alrighty. An Irish their
3: coffee or water. <laughs> yeah. You do recognize each other whether you continue to not pay attention to one another, that's you know, entirely your your options.
1: So when you say that we like we we recognize each other, it's not in our old forms, is it? It's not. Do we assign names, or like, is it just a instinctual thing? Um, given that we're intelligent undead, hmm. the brainiest of undead. Do you see what I did there? Uh, uh, hmm.
4: Mhm. Yes, I did. Yep, yeah. Yep. I did. Take a drink. Oh. Take a right. Oh. <laughs> oh. terrible drink.
1: <laughs> Good. Thanks, like guy's joining in. So right. um. Yeah, so it's instinctual. What's what's the go?
3: That's actually something I'm going to leave to you guys as part of the RP element, because there's been back and forth over do I talk too much, do I not talk too much, in terms of giving <laughs> you guys the plot hooks and stuff. But, um... <laughs>
0: Dungeon Master, he just never shuts up.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's all I hear about the rest of the time <laughs> when we're not recording. Oh, <laughs> God's, God's <laughs> God's
1: of God's mercy. Well, we just, we just try I'm sorry, audience, we try it, but you know
3: for the for the most part, thorn, let me leave it that um your present forms make sense to you, mhm, but in terms of whether it's an instinctual or some sort of group dynamic, however you wanna wanna do it if um you wanna go by a different name, that's entirely up to you as well. I believe Zanatari in the past has um been said that she remains retains um her name, but it was maybe a past thing or whatever.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: dude. After know. all that intro, you better have a different name and a whole <laughs> different personality.
1: Yes, Gandalf is what they called me, Gandalf the Gray. I am Gandalf, the Thorn. Um, no, I I can't. Yeah, I, yes, I do have a new name. I do. Um, betray you. Wither is my name, and Withering is my game. I got nothing. Um, cool. So,
3: whether we believe that or not,
1: uh, take a drink.
3: <laughs> 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 I'm gonna be well hydrated at the end of this
1: episode.
0: We're all gonna have to take a bio break halfway through. To this up. <laughs>
1: all right. So, um, I think my final question is, um. Can we can we still speak? Like felt like centuries since we've used our own voices. What's like I'm just trying to get a grasp
3: of these new forms like what's what's the deal? Um you you can speak. Okay. Um again, depends on how you wish to view time in terms of this body.
1: Okay. okay. I'm bad man. All right. D- to the ziggurat
3: Do you have any sort of purpose as part of this group? Uh that's a very good question. I'm
1: I'm not sure how to approach this situation. I I I can't say I've ever been undead.
3: Um, because you're always you're always searching for for things, but here you as part here you're as part of this conspiratorial war band kind of thing. Okay. <sighs> Do you want to come? You want to come back to you in a while? Um, I'm, I'm not, not being sarcastic with that.
1: No, no, please. I I'm really not sure how to approach this. Like, do I, does anyone else have any idea of how how we should approach this? We find ourselves undead. I, I guess I, I I guess I don't know if do I find the form I, the form wouldn't be new to me. So. Um, I'd like to I I probably look down at my my arm see that it's it's my my old form sort of flex flex the muscles in my arm and my you know my fingers um getting a a feel of you know my grasp my the strength that I have um that or that I have had uh and I'd probably look to the other two and sort of nod towards the ziggurat and uh and probably ask you know, knowing that we've we have a plan we've always had this plan uh what's what 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 do we do where, where are we going what is the plan?
3: Let's go to Zentari as the Warband death knight leader
0: well zentari has been dead a couple times in the last few episodes,
3: mm-hmm.
0: so uh. I think at this point, the way time is working for her, she's just been dead for a really long time. Doesn't really bother with the trappings of the living, such as speech or, you know, things like that. She has a vague purpose that she's here to, you know, go to the Ziggurat and defeat something, but really doesn't care much about anything, like, not really emotional, sort of, you know, just single-mindedly dedicated towards what, what her instinct is to do, which is to get into the Ziggurat. I, I would glance at Thorn, just kind of give him a look, um, glance at Cesar, give him a look, maybe nod to them, if even that, and just kind of plod towards the Ziggurat on Clyde.
3: Mm. Just at uh, what, what sort of pace?
0: Mm. Fairly slow, I would say. Um, you know, just just getting there, but there's no real rush. There's no, like, urgency or or, like, reason, you know.
3: Okay. Um... What kind of things would you like to have in your warband?
0: Define things. Troops. Oh wow. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a bunch of undead animals. This is this is pretty bleak, right? I mean, we've got like a uh, mist and what is what kind of terrain are we looking at? And a Ziggurat. Is this a jungle or is it desert? What kind of thing?
3: More of a. Uh... What's that thing called where Siberia is? Tundra. Tundra. Okay. okay. Desert.
0: So maybe some Deserts, like, exactly. you know, long-haired, thick-haired, you know, long-toothed cats, you know, cougar kind of things. Maybe, you know.
1: Well, they have a few predators, wolves.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Um,
0: I don't think wolves. there's a lot of undead
3: maybe Mastodon. other Mastodon. Mastodon, yes. Okay, couple mm. undead Mastodon. Um, Predator- any predatory birds?
0: Undead, like vultures, probably.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, if you were to have actual undead with you that, you know, maybe on your conquest up through to the tundra, maybe you had a retinue of some size, what What other things might you...
0: My well, I assume as the misc the mist sort of rolled across the land. Anybody who'd been buried there in their travels, uh, there's no real towns close by or anything like that. So anyone who had just perished and been buried by their fellow travelers, or just you know maybe died outright traveling, would probably rise. So you'd okay. hit, like, I suspect we might
3: see those um, druids again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, bear in mind, just as a reminder, somewhat out of character, that the area that you're in was banished a long, long time ago. So maybe settlements that don't exist now in the the current game present day versus where you're at now could exist. So what I'm putting on the table is if you had a wish list of things that you would like and you want to express the imagination to, whether it's just the animals and a couple of things, that's cool, if you want something else,
0: Oh, the Pretty much every Mayan. <laughs> no, no, really. I mean, what kind of force are we expecting at the Ziggurat? I mean, I, I, Ziggurats are large, but uh, you're not going to contain three hundred in a Ziggurat, are you? What, what kind of potential force do we have? I guess that's twenty Is, cats going to do it.
3: It's in essence a prison. But with prisons, there's support structures, there could be guards, there could be the prisoners themselves, there could be something that you're trying to do. So you as the war leader, the war band, in trying to accomplish your goal, whatever, for whatever purpose that is, would have assembled some sort of band to go against it. So, presume... The worst, presume not the worst. This is, this is in, in essence, allowing you to set the stage with... Gotcha. Whether it's fodder or at least have an answer to the question of, are you the only intelligent undead amongst your war party?
0: I would assume we want to go in fast and quick, you know, just cut through layers. We're not gonna try to free all the prisoners. You know, if they're all out, fine and they're they're collaborating together, that's another thing. But I assume we're just gonna have like some sense of just overwhelming speed, just run in, you know, tear things apart, get to the leader, kill him. You know, I don't suspect that Xanatari would be that concerned about her well being as a you know, she's not living, right, so she's not gonna be concerned really about like preserving herself per se. She's just going to go in and accomplish the task. Hopefully she comes out again.
3: Okay. So, we have predatory animals, mastodons, um, random smattering of how many undead from around the villages or whatever, would you say?
0: Mm, how wide a, a land area are we talking? Like a mile? What?
3: What's your imagination? Mm,
0: maybe 25. So. Okay.
3: Okay, so you have roughly, probably about sixty undead at your your beck and call in some form or fashion. Based Why do on I
0: need to decide this, guys. <laughs> I don't want to decide this.
1: So you're the party war leader.
0: Well, I'm not responsible for necromancing out the undead and animals around here.
1: Well, you are. You're the you're the Death Knight. <laughs>
0: Well,
3: technically, I suppose I am. Okay, fine. I don't know. It's just, just, you know, some, some, some people like the thought of leading an army now and then where, you know, for once it's, you know, less about the how does things make sense that you have it versus the this is what Xanatari if X, Y, or Z situation any
0: Zanatari, I would have a very different reaction than Undead Zanatari. Like, I would want strategy and planning, and I would want to do it from a leader's perspective, you know, with infantry and, you know, mm-hmm. frontal attacks and, you know, or things like that. But Undead mm-hmm. Zanatari is not going to have those capabilities nor care. So it's you're really more not, of a Marauder, Right. It's not that situation where it's going to make sense for Undead Zenitari to want to lead something. She just wants to get in. If there's people, they're great.
3: Okay. Very good. Okay. Excellent. Well thought out, well explained, thank you. Hi, Cesar. Hello. I think uh, when we left you, you were cleaning up um, your mechanical squirrel mount. Yes. The party is kind of plodding along. What would you like to do? Well, can I succeed
2: in that task? Sure. I succeed in that task. And then uh, Cesar, Uncesar, whatever you want to call him, goes about... (laughs) goes about um, tending to his section of the warband that they have, which is essentially more, uh, um, uh, you know, apparatuses, but instead of just being purely, you know, clockwork and mechanical, they're conjoined with various body parts and things like that. So they're kind of, in a sense, undead cyborgs, but they're not, they're, they're still... You know, governed by mechanics it's just that they're augmented you know with like a a limb here you know uh um you know a, a hand there wielding a sword or something like that so he's making sure that everything is is good to go with them as we uh make our march on the ziggurat
3: okay so essentially frankenbots yeah exactly okay and how many frankenbots would you have
2: um, well, it'd have to be something that I'd be able to keep up with as I, uh, as we do make our march. I would say probably, uh, you know, my workmanship is still pretty good. Uh, probably a platoon of maybe about 50 or so.
3: Okay. Um, so what would you like to do now that you have your group assembled, Cesar, and, uh, the group is moving on? What's kind of your purpose in all this?
2: Um,
3: uh, it's kind of in a sense, uh, what it
2: was when I was alive, a lot of support. Um, so making sure that these are, you know, um, they're sort of all sort of multi-purpose. So they're ready to be assigned different tasks on the go, whether it be, you know, standing guard outside, you know, leading, a, leading an assault, flanking, things like that. So, uh, a lot of routine maintenance on them, focusing really on that task specifically, not concerning too much with the, uh, the intent of the group as a whole, more making sure that that part is is ready to
3: go when we do get to the ziggurat. Okay. Are you part of the conspiracy or not? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Um, Thorne, I'm going to go back to you, and then I've got a descriptor bit here, but uh, anything that you want to add from earlier, either in terms of some things that you may be packing or the answers to the previous questions?
1: Uh, probably probably not. I'd probably uh, end up taking command of a, a pack of the Undead Wolves um, as a
3: sort of fast unit. Okay. As you start moving forward, um, you start with an initial smattering of these elements that you're talking about, enough that it makes sense that you'd interact with. But as you start moving forward, the remainder starts to rise out of the ground, more so from the mist, and begin moving with you at your pace. Okay. So So his pack grows? Nope. It's just uh, the initial group is you're kind of focusing on each, each one and looking around. You sort of see a pack, a group here, a little group there, a little group there. But as you start to move, the rest of the forces that you described start to coalesce and come in and fall into rank behind you. Okay. Cool.
1: Um I guess we need to we should do this soon, uh, before they say it's coming, especially with such a large force. Okay.
3: Alright, um, do you break off then and start to move at speed? Um,
1: I will take to, uh, uh, presumably by this time, um, most of the tree line is taken Mm -hmm. by the mist. Probably move, uh, in conjunction with the rest
3: of the party, um, from the tree line. Okay. Um, Zanatari, Bert is quiet within your pack. Mm-hmm. You haven't heard any noise coming from him. Um, you see Thorn split off. You've seen that your rest of your forces are assembled as you're moving forward. What would you like to do? Go ahead and set this thing up.
0: Uh, how is the layout of the Ziggurat currently? Like, is there a front door? What kind of entrances are there? There switch.
2: is a door. Stained glass Pocket windows.
1: Door. Yeah, ooh, fancy. A small There's... niche for uh, the basin just to wash your hands before you come inside.
0: Yeah, several urns.
1: Got it. Mm, nice flowers, probably posies. Portico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Take a drink.
3: <laughs> <sighs> Alright, the. The ziggurat itself appears to be um, placed upon a large stone plaza that is raised about six feet up off of the ground in terms of built up height. It's not floating, but the plaza has been built up six feet. There is a long ramp that is actually quite so long that it's almost a six to a fifth of a mile in length. So it's kind of a very gentle grade. It's pretty big, both the ramp and the plaza. The ziggurat itself is approximately 16 tiers in height and has a series of stairways, including one grand stairway, heading up to um, a section of doors that occupies the top five total tiers.
0: Okay, and there's only this one ramp that leads us up, right?
3: From the direction that you are coming from, you see one ramp. So theoretically, six feet high, it's scalable, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, is there any like presence on on this <gasps> plaza?
4: Presence. You get yay! It's Christmas!
0: It's Christmas! Uh,
1: undead <laughs> Christmas! Oh my God! I got that skull I always wanted.
0: Oh, another eye. Jesus rising. Never mind.
1: Second. <laughs> second coming of, <laughs> coming of Jesus. Third coming of Jesus. Jesus, you've got
3: stamina. Take oh it. N- Nailed it. Take a drink. You don't see anything in there, but instinctively, you know that that is not correct.
0: Okay. Wow. Um
3: In fact, you get the feeling that even before you hit the ramp, something is going to happen.
0: Do I get a more
4: specific feeling? <laughs> Surprise! It's birthday party!
3: great is going to happen. <laughs> it's just <laughs> some, some, something within the tactical mind, whether it disregards it or not... So what what you do with that is <laughs> well do your, I still
0: have like at the abilities I mean I mean do I can I roll like Arcana as an undead I mean I don't have access to my God anymore so it would seem like a lot of my more paladin you know clerical powers are are unavailable you probably can
3: still attempt you are recall that you weren't hearing your deity for a while beforehand mm-hmm. that you were still having different abilities. You've got this new symbol that is on your equipment.
0: Yeah, the scratch marks? <laughs> Where right. I scratched out my symbol, which which symbol?
3: Yep, there's, you know, there there's enough stuff around and you've never named your god or anything, your deity or any of these other things. Um you are in essence the you know, I I I don't know if I can necessarily use the term black guard whatever. You're a death knight. If you wish to have your abilities, but maybe change them for some sort of different effect or whatever, that's up to you. Okay. But could you roll for stuff? Sure. Could you use your abilities? Sure.
0: I would like to check for magic, because if there's something mysterious going to happen to us before we hit the ramp, I'm going to assume there's a trap there.
1: Well, assume you're the complete antithesis to your character, so you have everything that you, you would normally have, just a dark version of it.
0: Alright, so, we're going to roll for a camera. Okay. Wow, natural 20.
3: Okay. You are, however, going to, since it is a natural 20, but even if it wasn't, um, you still need to somehow act that out as your in-character self, and then I will give you the appropriate response.
0: Sure. Well, initially what just, I'm going to want... Just because-
3: before, just before,
1: I, I wasn't going to spoil the surprise, but uh, congratulations, we've actually filled the plaza with confetti cannons. It's your birthday! Happy birthday, Under and at Atari! You're three million years old!
0: I thought it was the twelfth confetti... purchaser.
1: Of what? <laughs> PS4? <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: Alright. Okay, I'm going to step out in front of everyone here, take a drink. I'm step out in front of everyone. What I initially wanted to do was have the wolves hit the ramp first because they're very fast. They're going to run up quickly and uh, and make it to the plaza and start doing damage as we kind of lumber our way up there. So but does
2: everybody know wolves are expendable?
0: Everybody knows that. Uh, but before I send the wolves to certain death and exploding, exploding traps and pits that are hidden, um, I would you know step forward and you know, perform this arcana check and see if I can get a feel for any... Uh, dark or light magic that may be right in front of the ramp area.
3: Would that displease you if you were to find something?
0: Yes, yes, it would make me very angry.
3: Okay, and what kind of displeasure would that manifest as?
0: Well, I suppose I would have to get out my, uh, my sword and... Probably go over there and try to see if I can strike it. I'm trying to think what the opposite of lightning is. I don't know. Non-darkening. Darkening. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Some sort of like, singularity well, aspect.
1: It, you would assume that it's something that polarize. like essentially it's earthing. If you can earth lightning, probably be stone or some frozen earth of some kind, perhaps.
4: You can Painting. just evening
3: whatever, whatever, whatever you want. Okay. Blair <laughs> energy. Magical. You attack
4: uh, my right now.
0: Yeah. Well mm-hmm. I would want to kinda of locate where it is and shove my sword into the ground very hard, setting out some sort of dark radiance to hit it and try to disrupt uh whatever is generating this, whether it's a person who's casting it or whether it's a just static spell that was put into the ground. I want I definitely want some earthquakes, some kind of cracking of the ground, something to express the fact that I'm not pleased with the fact that we've been kept from mentoring.
3: Okay. Um, in addition to the above rumbling of the earth, essentially you stick your sword in, and uh, energy of some kind starts to arc and weave its way and kind of jump out of the ground every once in a while and jump back into the ground and act like a bunch of hissing snakes, for lack of a better term. Um, and start to zero in on this section of ground that is between you and the ramp. And the energy starts to kind of coalesce like a whirlpool towards this center target. If it's just, it's kind of searching, maybe something is trying to combat it from hitting, it's kind of circling, and just as it's starting to the energy is starting to attack what um, is there mm-hmm. as it strikes during that point in time you realize out of character that this area is actually in a um, sense of deep gloom extreme overcast
4: mm-hmm
3: very very almost sort of twilight level night mm-hmm. Your anger and displeasure at this intrusion to your, um, this, uh, barring of the way. Also, as your energy starts to do damage to what's there, a cloud opens up just enough that a shaft of sunlight, as if to, like a spotlight, to highlight your displeasure, um, rolls over the spot that is being attacked.
0: And then there's sparkling. Sparkling from
3: the twilight. There's actually, not not too far away, but without sparkling, the magic of a pack of um, out-of-character vampires. However, um, to you, you just see a pack of eight figures. Mm-hmm are suddenly visible, they are starting to be engulfed by the energy, mm-hmm. but they also light on fire. Wow. From the light passing over them. Okay. So the true displeasure is phenomenally...
0: So, well. wow, vampires were were hiding in wait for us. Yes. Okay.
1: A pack of wolves, a pack of bears, a pack of tigers, a pack of cards,
3: a pack of
4: vampires? Okay.
3: Um, you succeed in in a drink. Yes. I'm going to have to get more. You annihilate that particular group of forces.
0: Okay. Now, You rant being free, I'm going to, I mean, I don't know if they'll follow my direction or not, but I'm going to kind of grunt and gesture at the wolves.
1: You can always I boss. have
0: my mental link, I assume, so I can just be like,
3: poke, poke,
0: poke. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Caesar. Yes? Pack of vampires wiped out. Displeasure so? made known. Guess so. Que pasa? Well, um, there's obviously
2: some definite power here with this one. Uh, so Cesar's going to start spreading through his group and assigning different tasks. Right now it's primarily three different functions. A uh, small uh, squadron. Um, two small squadrons he assigns. One to sort of uh, travel along each side of the ramp as mm-hmm. Xanataria and the party ascends. And the uh, the rest sort of to serve as a rear guard. Uh, but basically sort of uh, enclose on all sides to try to be the first line of defense for any
3: attacks that come anywhere other than straight down the ramp. Okay. You happen to notice, oh, and the line of light, that that kind of beam of light coming from the clouds, Mm -hmm. just for the direction of things, does pass over your group. Okay. But you don't burn. But... One of your creations that Mm -hmm. um, hits the ramp ahead of Xanatari. Its pointy teeth just melt out of its head. (laughs) Approximately 200 feet up the ramp, um, there is a flash of pure white light and what looks to be a glyph or holy symbol arcing into appearance and annihilating that... um, That creature. Okay. But you do notice that there is potentially something to be learned by this. Right, so, um, Cesar will, uh, you know,
2: uh, hold up his hands and, uh, you know, just say something like, uh, and, uh, he'll, uh, hurry up to one near the front of the, the group and, uh, basically work on turning it into a, um, you know, sort of a scout, essentially looking for more things like that as we head up the ramp to sort of send ahead, but not just blindly walking forth. Sort of checking, essentially a trap checker for that. I don't know if you want an Arcana roll for that or something. Arcana or Perception,
3: your call. Either one can be explained. Okay. 19. Not great. It's enough, though, that as you get close to the spot where the first holy symbol went off, yeah in this general area, there is the smell of old, old magic I and smell like, uh, it smells like old spice well it's it's more kind of like uh ozone Maybe. ozone right before you know a storm hits, mm-hmm. but there are pockets. Where that seems to be extremely concentrated, as if somebody had warded different spots randomly. Yeah. In the past. Okay.
2: Sure. So, um, I guess make sure that the uh, trap checker that I choose has some sort of scent capability, olfactory when I put a nose on, maybe.
3: Um, okay. You want to have it. Spray anything to mark.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, Glow rod, dropper,
3: bin, hopper thing. I don't know.
2: I mean, know. probably even just you know put something down that doesn't have to be anything major, just a hunk of something. You know, still lots of you know maybe salvage different parts from uh, other other ones and just give it you know a collection of things to drop in front of areas of concern, so the other can a- watch out
1: for it. It has a tiny flag factory on the back of it that it just, like, churns up wood and then, like, makes a flag.
2: Okay. <laughs> it's a 3D printer.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like... It's like physical Minesweeper. It Quite puts actually, a yes. sad Yeah, it puts a little, a little, a little a sad
0: face down. Mm-hmm. Mr. Yuck. Mr. Yuck. <laughs>
3: anything else from you before I turn it back to Thorn? Go for it. Thorn. Cool. Um, do
1: you still want me to charge up the ramp, Xanatari?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Um, seeing, probably seeing that one of the robots has popped and sizzled and whatever and being directed by my party leader to charge up the ramp, I will do so, um, with a um, calling forth the pack with a howl, um, directing them to be acrobatic in nature. When I say acrobatic, I mean, you know, fleet jump over anything that they don't know. Um, so glyphs, et cetera, so forth, um, to try and take the ramp. Um, sorry, I think someone's drilling or using something downstairs and I can hear it. um,
0: it's the sound of Scissor's robot going zip psh, zip, <laughs> That's all it is.
1: Damn, I knew it was that. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to roll acrobatics.
3: That'll be 34, seven, seven, 35. Okay. Roll that four more times. Natural one.
1: 27. And
3: 19. Sanitary. Mm. There's a natural one in there. <laughs> Unfortunately so. How much of Thorn's forces gets wiped out and how would you go about from your vantage point of being the war leader? Would you see says uh, sorry Thorn's uh, misfortune play out?
0: Well, here's a question for you. When the beam of light uh, you know, showcasing my displeasure, shines down on these would-be vampires that have been disintegrated. Does it happen to touch the back of Clyde or myself? Because you said it swept over us. And I'm wondering where the skull of this skeleton we're dragging behind us is, and if it happened to touch the skeleton.
3: It happened to touch the skeleton. The skeleton has taken on a, hmm, a different sort of sheen of color.
0: Versus the white yellow of its what? Correct.
3: Yes, correct. It's more kind of a.
0: Tell me that it's fuchsia.
3: Older, more rotted uh, green. But if you want some fuchsia flex in there, sure, go ahead. <laughs> Fuse. Yuck. Um, missionary brown.
4: Is yes, there it, such a color, missionary did,
1: brown? this certainly is. It missionary brown over. is. Missionary brown is the color of my grandparents whatever, you know, anything that is painted like that neutral brown is missionary brown. It's mixing every single color that you have together into a brown.
0: Profound.
3: Your your, your parents were aborigines?
0: <laughs> dungeon Master, go ahead. <laughs> That's Whoa. racial. Death to Fortis Honor is not responsible for the comments of any of our Dungeon Masters or players. Please direct all inquiries to Tinsian at Tinsian. Go.
3: He just left it as being his the long pause on the grandparents were brown thing. That's all. Grandparents aren't brown. What? I know. Never <laughs> mind. The joke was lost. It was. Take bad. a drink. Take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, viewers. Mm-hmm. We we drink to the souls of the lost jokes on this on this podcast. We do, and there aren't many. There are. Um. Many. But yes, the light has passed over you. You did not burn. The skeleton did change color. But uh, the skull and hands are not visible to you.
0: Okay. Just checking. All right. Now, uh, how many of the wolves are there that currently run up the ramp?
3: Mm, did you commit your whole force, Storm? I'm directed so,
1: by my party leader, my war leader. Okay.
3: Did uh,
1: I commit my force? Senator?
0: Yes, hmm. you did commit your force. Some of which are faster uh, than others
3: entire right. force is committed. Then I I, I believe he had something along the lines of, what, 10 or 12 wolves and maybe 30 total somethings, whatever, somewhere in there? hmm Okay, okay.
0: Uh, I assume that one of the wolves stumbled onto one of these uh, interesting blessed traps, and that's mm-hmm. what the explosion was. Yes. So, um, I'm going to say that one of the wolves stumbles upon a trap, probably radius of five, so let's say we took out six, seven wolves with that. Okay. <sighs>
3: Well, having lost six or seven wolves through a chain reaction or some other bit of misfortune, Thorn, do you keep charging? Yep. Another roll, please.
0: Thanks for littering up the plaza with your dead animals there.
2: Gross wolf guts.
1: Gosh. They're the worst. Says the war leader that directed me to charge. (laughs) He said do it well. (laughs) Well,
0: Next time don't die. The or type. live, whatever, undead. Uh, 26.
3: Man. Okay. You will, in a period of time, manage to make it to the top of the ramp.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Slightly more careful this time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're able to find out the zones and make it up to there. To which uh, you find that there are two skeletal giants that are coming out of the mist in the center of the plaza. Well, between you, between the entrance to the plaza and the ziggurat in that center area, two giants start to, two bone giants start to appear out of the mist. Okay. And you realize that the clubs that they are wielding have holy symbols etched into them.
1: All right. All or nothing. Um, um, I would split my packs into two uh, and direct them both to at least try and um, hinder them or drag them down.
0: Okay. When the giant circle appears around the bone creature, run out and then wait and then...
4: Sorry. Mm-hmm.
3: Don't stand in the file. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you trying to draw them to any particular point or just give enough time for the rest of the forces to make it up.
1: Slow them so the rest of the forces can get up the ramp. Okay.
3: Alright. Xenatari. you've seen some of your forces blow up.
0: Yes. Uh, I guess the Mastodon and slower cougar animals are probably going to go next, and I'm going to go with them, following behind.
3: You will see from your vantage point that as Thorn gets up there, um, he starts a flurry of movement, and you can sort of see the tops of the giants appearing.
0: Okay. So I'm going to definitely encourage the Mastodon to get up there. Hopefully that all the traps have been triggered by the dead wolves lying all over the, the ramp, and uh, he can get up there without stumbling upon anything.
3: Okay. Um, go ahead and roll a d20. Fifteen. Okay. Good. Uh, your Mastodons will make it up there. Ooh. What about you and the remaining forces? What are they going to do?
0: Uh, we are also going up there just trying to spread out enough that we're not, uh, you know, sitting targets, essentially. Uh, I don't know how narrow the, the ramp is here, but...
3: It's pretty pretty wide. we okay. be able to... A couple street widths.
0: Okay. Then, yes, uh, we're, we're going. Okay. Cesar?
2: Well, I've got the groups on either side. There wasn't too much needed for those. So once they get to the six-foot platform, the first few will sort of basically serve as a step for the ones behind them mm-hmm. to speed up the process getting up there. They'll climb up, and then the the last the step ones will you know scramble up on their own, and then the the ones on the ramp will sort of bring up the rear. And uh, um, based on the formation that Xanatari. And her group takes and the, the wolves that have led the way sort of start programming uh, you know again reinforcements and you know maybe focus fire on the nearest uh, giant and uh, start advancing okay so you fire first I yeah I'm going to set them to I'm not waiting I'm going to set them to you know head on in okay and what are you going to open up with Uh, I mean, there's a variety, they have a variety of different, uh, attacks, um, I'm not really focused on, you know, some of them are, are melee based, probably most of them are, the dexterity for, for ranged is not great with these, but maybe there's a few, you know, with thrown weapons or something like that, so, basically just sort of set to swarm, um, the nearest, uh, bone giant.
3: Okay. Zinatari. um... Over your head fly a vast multitude of thrown projectiles. Some that seem fairly aerodynamic, some that are not. Mm -hmm. There's a couple sharpened cogs that also go overhead, and it looks like one of the
0: (laughs) the ninja stars of uh, of Cesar.
3: It looks like a couple of these smaller creatures have also been picked up and thrown towards um, by their compatriots towards the giants. Uh, What sort of um, formation? Are you going to be taking?
0: I think we're all going to run up to the top of the ramp and then pause a second to assess what's going on. Probably see Thorn having the wolves broken into two packs. You know, keeping each prospective giant, uh, you know, occupied while we do that. I'm going to have uh, understanding that the goal is to get inside. I'm going to you know try to direct them to lure these uh bone giants to the edge of the platform and see if we can get them to fall off that's that's my strategy on that so hopefully the mastodon can run in and try to you know push one of them towards the edge or something like that the rest of us can kind of lure and bait them trying to hope this guy's
3: not very smart okay so the mastodons are being sent in yes okay will they pay any heed whatsoever to Caesar's forces or just trample them?
0: Um, They're pretty small, so I don't think they're going to notice Caesar's forces, necessarily. Okay.
3: Alright, Macedon's away. Thorn. Alright, um... In this case, uh, again, I think through
1: the mind link, we know that our goal is to, to gain entrance into the uh, Ziggurat. So, uh, I'd leave the forces to, to do their work. They've been given their directions. Um, just fine-tuning commands to, to pull them to the edge and f- for us to progress our charge forward. So um, I'd probably link up with uh, Zanatari. Uh, Cesar wouldn't be too far behind, or I'd see that he's he's coming up the ramp. Um, turn to her and I'd ask uh, your commands. I
0: guess I'm waiting to see where Cesar is on this as far as Cesar his forces, what he's after, and then basically, I'm going to just head straight in.
3: Caesar.
2: Um. Well, if you know, they've been you know sort of swarming at the giants and and trying to to work on at least keeping them distracted, if not take them out. So if he sees that that's the intent of the party, he'll uh, um leave a few on that task and try to get as many as he he can to follow them into the ziggurat or up the ziggurat wherever you're going.
3: Okay.
0: What's the height of the door of the cigarette?
3: Uh about fifty feet tall. Ah. Wow, really?
0: It's an Mm -hmm. open fifty foot gap in the front of the cigarette.
3: Nope, it's a sealed there's a sealed door, but from this distance you can see that the door goes from flat to being sort of pushed and bowed out and then goes flat again. As if something is pushing on the door, but it's not enough to pop it open,
0: mm-hmm.
3: there's something pushing...
0: Oh, wow, like a literal...
3: It's bulging. Bulging,
0: yeah. Yes. Okay. So-
3: and and we're at here. the base of the ziggurat, right? You're in the plaza. Right. Giant's between you, Then yep. the ziggurat.
2: Mm-hmm. And the door is up? The door, the, the door is up. Up the stairs?
3: Yep. Okay. And then there's there's the door.
0: And the door's closed, I
3: assume, if it's bulging. The door is closed right now. And there's a sound that you thought perhaps uh, might have been going earlier, kind of like thunder, but it seems timed with whatever is happening with this door, as if something is trying to escape out of it or open the door with great force.
0: Well, uh, I'm not going to open the door to a prison ziggurat and allow all the prisoners to escape my understanding was that they had already escaped and were running around causing havoc which is why we're here in the first place but they're still locked in the prison i don't even see why we're here
3: the situation <laughs> the situation is that you notice that various parts of the flagstones that you are standing on mm-hmm actually appear to be made and crafted from some sort of bone material or whatever. But there are faces that are flittering around underneath the surface. Okay. So it's like these ghostly faces. Mm-hmm. You've come to realize that perhaps the inmates are not running the asylum. Maybe they are the asylum. But whatever it is that you are trying to run coup over, it's probably in the ziggurat.
0: I guess I'm not clear on I know Zenatari feels that she has to to stop something in here, but we never really got specifics on what that feeling was for. Like you said that there uh you asked Cesar once before if he was part of the conspiracy. Can you refresh me on what the conspiracy is?
3: There is some sort of big bad.
0: Okay,
3: And it was at one point imprisoned in this area but the prison itself has somehow managed to phase back into the world that you are used to. Mm -hmm. As your current undead state, you are somehow tied, again if you wish to have a, a story or whatever, that's for you guys to come up with, where somehow you were Tied to this bad this this whatever this creature is, okay in there, but because it got captured, it got this, it got that, it is viewed as weak, or why should you guys be subservient to that when you could do better, or whatever sort of reason that thing isn't worth okay bowing your knee to again.
0: Okay. Then I guess we're going in. So, I would look for a way inside the door.
3: There appears to be a couple of latches Mm -hmm. or the crossbeams, the old-fashioned crossbeams laid across the doorway.
0: Okay. Uh, Am I capable of lifting this?
3: You would be capable of smashing them probably with the mastodons.
0: Okay.
3: Or some other forces, but yes, you would be able to budge and 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 move them as well.
0: I want to ask uh, Thorn and Caesar if they will help me to lift these beams because I want to leave the forces occupied where they currently are.
3: Okay. How high up the door are they? Human size. Human size. They're they're they are clearly magic. They are clearly enchanted. If they are keeping the door. From opening mm-hmm. but they're at a height of um...
2: We can reach them. Yes. Okay.
1: Um Yeah, I'd grab the the end of the the latch to push up.
3: Okay. Are you each going to take one of your own or Okay? Yep. Any sort of effort or pre-plans before we we're opening?
0: Probably starting a uh, bottom first.
3: Okay.
1: All right. Well, who's got bottom? Who's got top? Who's got middle? What's the go?
0: I want to be on top.
1: Who will? I guess who's the tallest?
0: That would be. I don't know. How tall are you? Are I you think, in wolf form, well, right
1: now? Well, yeah. In, in in my undead form, I'm I'm in my wolf form. So, so I'd be the tallest. i
0: will be middle then. Says, are you? You're old, so I seem you're shrunken. <laughs> <laughs> or we could just do all uh, work together on each one, one at a time. We could do that too.
1: He he reeks. <laughs> Why are we listening to the cult?
0: Now, now, in I, I, this is out of character information. In life, Thorn pretty much reeks, so we can't really like base our companionship on the smell of our individual party members. I mean, let's be honest.
1: But he's he's a. He's a
0: wet Half dog. He can... He's a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling it like All right, it's been played.
1: No. Alright, no, whatever.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't feel like that. Oh,
3: good. All By good. the way, in, in, in the interim, uh, one of your Macedons, Zanatari has managed to uh, force a giant off um, the plaza and onto the ground and get it to fall over. Can Um, it get
0: back up on its own, or no?
3: uh, The Mastodon appears to be heading down over on top of
0: it. Can the Mastodon do a giant jump off the six-foot plaza?
3: Can
1: it it pile drive? Can it get off? It's on the ropes! He's on the ropes! (laughs) It's a pile drive! Signature move from the Mastodon, and he's down. The ref is in. One, two, three, the bone giant is
0: out! Can that happen? (laughs)
3: <laughs> um, yes, it can go off onto the onto the giant. Um, at the same point, one of Caesar's creatures uh, comes up and seems to hug the top of the head of the giant and explodes.
0: Lovely explodes? Exploding, exploding helmet robots. Yep. Let
3: me love you. <laughs> blows the uh, blows a skull up into the air. You know, into pieces. Guess that robot blew his load.
0: Oh God! Taking a drink. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey! Sorry, my cat's jumping on top of the monitor.
3: (laughs) All right, and the others are working on the other giant, and that giant is trying to actively resist. Okay. So, to your eyes, you've lost a portion of your forces as it's trying to reach um, you guys on the steps. But you're not quite sure how much you've lost so far. Doesn't really seem to matter.
0: Okay. Cool.
3: Now, what, sorry, this On. is the party. What what
1: is going to be the fastest way that we do this?
0: Well, see, we could have the mastodon. I don't know if the mastodon did really leap, but we could have one of the the animals like try to break the door. But my concern is, what if we want to then seal the door later? We're kind of
1: screwed. Well, not only that, but it takes forever. It'll take forever for the mastodon to get here. As
2: Undod, and Thorns talking about this, Cesar tries to lift one of the things.
0: <laughs> he ignores all of us. It just goes right for it.
3: <laughs> okay. Um. Anybody oppose Caesar? No. Hold the old man with
0: down. Flog him. Nobody with the dares gear.
3: oppose Caesar
0: because he'll go. Uh,
1: He's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm afraid of him, like, coming off of my hands.
4: Good. I was like, uh i his arm. Bits. It's
1: like, says a celib,
3: Cesar?
0: Oh, God, mm-hmm. take a drink.
3: Take a drink? You are able to go ahead and very easily lift one of the bars off. Mm-hmm. This starts what uh, is best termed as a series of contraptions going off in the doorway. Something, you know, a, a line will move up, a panel will shift on the door, some, mm-hmm. you know, a, a whole pattern of things start to happen. As it a, spins a, a around. Yes.
1: A chain reaction, uh, if it were. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay.
3: There is a very sickly green light that starts to leak out from the door where um, little bits are opened in the passage of the the panels and things. And the door starts to uh, bow and bulge even faster as if something is trying to rend through. In fact, what appears to be The same type of arms, but multiple arms start to reach out through these holes.
2: Okay. What kind of arms? What do they look like? Are they squid arms?
3: Nope. Um, Human arm, humanoid arms, muscular. Like giant uh, arms or
0: regular size people arms? Giant arms. Giant, oh no.
3: If you are familiar with your Greek myths, um, there's the hundred-handed ones. Do you guys know what those are?
2: Never heard that. Never
3: heard actually. of that. They're a type of titan that uh, were used on Olympus, and they had a hundred arms. They were kind of brutish, okay. um, but they would throw boulders. Whatever you're looking at appears to have one is giant, but appears to have a large number of arms. Ooh. Yes, um, as as Tushar in the chat has said, the those guys.
0: You gotta say it though. It's an audio podcast.
3: Hectoheres. There you go. Um so but we're we're not we're not confusing our myths here, but just to try and give you the the vantage point of something large, something is trying to get out and now ripping at kind of putting the arms out trying to grab at things. Mm-hmm. If it gets when it reaches the outside of the door, also trying to rip away at Okay. The, and I is... we close the door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we slam it right on all its fingers. Just all.
3: Oh.
0: No, this is not the boss we're after as far as the thing that's controlling us, or we you get the feeling that this is the, the creature of...
3: This is the creature. Okay, good. Yep. Um, and uh, you probably have a round or two to get ready before whatever this is happening to the door gets to the top of the door.
1: I'll take the money, Trebek.
0: <laughs> um, the bone creature is, is affiliated with the master here, or it is its own creature that is not, uh, it just happens to be here. The what? The bone giant.
3: The bone giant. The bone giant actually seems to be reaching for the doorway.
4: hmm
3: Seems to be moving in a way that it's starting to ignore... Um the creatures that are around it mm-hmm. and seems to be trying to make speed for the door as if it's a no kind of deal. Oh. The symbol that nobody has looked at as yet.
0: <laughs> the one on my armor.
3: Is it a no, four line? On the, the, the weapon <laughs> the weapon of the giant?
0: Yeah. The holy the symbol or symbol. Yes, something?
3: Something here keeps triggering, and I use air quotes for the listening audience, um, good positive magic. This thing is armed with a weapon that has what appears to be a, again, air quotes, positive um, clerical radiance to it.
1: You are are useful. You are part of this team. You sort of affirmation.
3: these these might these positive might have
0: reinforcement. The rod of positive reinforcement.
1: <laughs> let me might have issue been the, the stick of positive reinforcement.
3: Yeah. these might have been the jailers or a jailer jailing type force. Okay, whatever it is they're trying to get. It's trying to get to the door.
1: He kills with kindness.
0: <laughs> I say we open the door and let him duke it out.
3: What's
1: to say that they won't duke it out with us first before him?
0: Well, they seem to be enemies, though.
1: Okay. Yeah, but we're trying to take the place as well. Aren't we
2: enemies as well?
0: Well, what if they kill each other in the meantime?
2: As soon What's as Zanatari gonna said, let's open the door, Cesar moves to pull off the next barrier thing. And <laughs>
1: slap his hands down. <laughs> quite literally, like, letting them fall off his arms. Oh. No.
2: Then he'll put his shoulder underneath it and continue to try to lift the thing.
3: You actually find that the other beams, as you touch them disintegrate like so much dust as Sweet. if the first as if the first um barrier that you removed has triggered a process throughout the whole door okay. in fact, you're actually able if you touch the door, places where you touch disintegrate as well Ooh. <laughs> so you can almost like dig out the door if you wanted to
0: and you make a sculpture uh, of a giant cow. But freeze.
3: the giant arms only come out of the openings in the door that are created by the door and not whatever you dig out. So it's not like you suddenly wind up with a fist in your face from standing in okay. a doorway. Okay. Um, do you call off, Cesar, do you call your forces off? And uh, Thorn, do you call your forces off of the giant? They force the dead other to call
0: off.
3: There are some, some that were left.
0: <laughs> some sure-footed wolves.
3: Some three of
1: them. Go, go home, you're not doing anything. <laughs> oh.
0: Aww, they tail between the legs.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I set the focus to the, to the door and whatever is about to come through it.
1: Okay. I'm not sure how handy wolves will be in this situation. Okay. Probably probably not.
3: The giant comes up and is looking like it's going to suddenly, you know, with one hand try to slam the door, mm. while at the same time raising its club to try and swat at any of the hands that are coming out. A couple um, blows, quick blows, hit some of the more extended arm, two of the extended arms, Mm-hmm. Each time there is a bright explosion of positive energy and you guys seem to remember that you're closer and in terms of undead, in terms of your time, you seem to recall more and more of who you currently are, in terms of Xanatari, Thorn, whatever. Things start to that haziness starts to narrow down towards you are Xanatari Thorn Caesar. I am positive. So I explosion. have something
1: to contribute.
0: Xanatari is going to <laughs> run to the corner and bring all of her forces with her, and encourage all of them to come to the corner so that we are out of the range of between these two as they Kay. interact. The no positivity here.
3: <laughs> the giant's arm that uh, takes the is trying to close the door actually passes in through the door which turns to dust around it high five and yeah kind of essentially but swats but its momentum carries it into the door and you just hear this smacking of bone on something bone on something on the well
1: wow, this this battle is really vague <laughs>
0: It's a non-specific
3: battle, but it's positive. Shut up.
1: I'm not. I'm not quite sure what I'm hearing. Some
3: some kind of fleshy smack.
1: A a a fleshy smack. So it's a bone hitting flesh or something. (laughs) Don't follow it too far. Maybe, maybe jelly.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm trying not to, but (laughs) (laughs) just
3: let it go, man. (sighs) I can't. Take a drink. Take a drink. Take Take three drinks. There's an explosion of energy, it's a good thing that you guys moved, out of the doorway as the final containment seals vanish. Well, there goes me, because I didn't move. Well, what does the monster look like to you, Thorn?
1: (laughs) Oh my god, it's, it's Barbara
4: Streisand! Oh yes!
1: Um... Uh, uh, it's terrible. It's, it's,
4: it, It's tough. the cool-eyed man. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it looks like it looks like a a, a guy with a hundred arms. He looks like something. He looks like something, non-specific, and very vague. He's hazy, misty, almost. It's. It's Bill Clinton. What no.
0: Is the airspeed velocity of a laden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> African or European? The energy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I. <laughs> <You're>
0: like. <laughs> why is with you today, man? <sighs> I
1: don't know. I don't know.
0: He's he's used up all the adjectives, all the beautiful descriptions he got used up yesterday. There's nothing left.
1: Yesterday? What happened yesterday? I don't recall. Okay. Go ahead.
3: The energy that explodes out of the door um, is enough that it is a positive energy matrix that washes over you, Thorn. Mm -hmm. It does not wipe you out, but you find yourself standing in the normal sort of forested area that you were walking through before. In the Mm -hmm. real world, you are back as yourself. However, you are now facing the outline of a large black doorway Mm -hmm. and whatever this monster is fighting around. The void zone appears to have been cleaved and now the, um, the prison has somewhat appeared in the actual realm. So you're standing on top of the ziggurat, but you're now able to see it being outside of the void zone. So when you say I'm
1: standing on top, I'm standing in front of the doorway? Yes.
3: Right.
0: And you're living? And the do-
3: I'm yes. living. And the doorway is open or shut? The doorway is open. You see the giant starting to swing in on something. It's some kind of match of...
1: Okay, and looking to either side of me,
3: I see hazy figures. Actually, you see all the haze has been blown away. You actually see Xanatari and Cesar in the undead state along with uh, other creatures.
1: Uh, I take a a very big gulp uh, with my now alive body finding myself surrounded by undead. Okay. Uh,
3: Cesar? Yes. What do you want to do?
2: Well, what do I see right now?
3: You see mm-hmm. Thorn as himself. The doorway is open. You're seeing what looks to be some sort of fight going in, going on just around the corner. Um, sounds like a pretty, pretty epic battle. Mm-hmm. But as far
2: as I'm concerned, we're still on top of a ziggurat, and I'm still undead. Um.
3: That was a pretty massive power release that just happened. Sure, um, I'm gonna
2: send in the troops to, I think, assist the the giant in fighting this okay. many armed thing, because that seems to be the much greater threat. Um,
3: so, go ahead and make your epic description of charging as if you'd scored a good natural twenty for the for the team
2: so basically i'll rather than you know get to them as they you know send them in one at a time as i get to them i'll sort of set them on a delay um to make one rush directly in to uh have as much of an impact as possible and uh you know you know maximum power you know overclock everything you know there's they're not going to last after this you know they'll, mm-hmm. they're going to go out one way or the other um, you know, maybe any that have this capability, you know, I had the one that grabbed the head of the, the giant below to explode. Just if they're about to go, just that's, you know, self-destruct left, right. You know, I'm not worried about saving the, this, you know, bone giant or anything like that. But the focus is going to be on taking out as much of this, you know, epic other force as possible. So, um, send them in with everything they've got and they'll make one mad rush in as one giant group sort of. World War Z style, just sort of mob in, um, you know, hacking and slashing and throwing and clawing and climbing and, you know, grappling and just one, you know, almost one organism at that point, basically Mm -hmm. sort of a giant contraption, all, you know, sort of trying to swarm and overtake this thing. Okay. Are you yourself going to do anything? not with them exploding in there Are you kidding me <laughs> no i'll wait i'll um uh, i'll stay back and if there's issues that i can maybe dart in and and take care of with you know specific units and uh fine tune and adjust their strategy as if i can but mostly it's about you know letting them take care of as much as they can and then go from there okay
3: zenatari you see Cesar commit his forces you see thorn outside you do recognize him. Hmm. Um, what would you like to do with the situation?
0: Well, I, I believe Cesar's uh, strategy is sound. That I'm not going to send living or undead into uh, an exploding minefield of uh, of attacking robots, so I, I'm going to watch to see what kind of damage they do. I am also on the side of the, the giant bone uh, creature because I feel like again our our goal is to destroy the the hundred armed you know titan essentially so so I want to see exactly what kind of uh fallout happens from this explosion and from the the giant himself attacking and then try to finish off this guy depending on how strong he is after after he's been beaten down
3: okay if he gets the chance to beaten down, what would your coup de gras type attack be?
0: I would want to send in all the rest of you know, the Mastodon. I think I have one Mastodon left and a bunch of cats. Uh, also. Just cats. Just, just cats. And House
2: Mastodon. cats. Send in the tabbies.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, I have an astral wave, which isn't too bad, um, which I would probably do. It used to be along with my angelic-, angelic visage, but in this case, I assume that uh, I would get from the ground arise this darkness that essentially covers me from foot to head, slowly working its way upwards until basically my face is just a mask of darkness. And then a astral wave, uh, basically emanates from my sword and washes over the enemy. Just, I guess, trying to bring despair, bringing, you know, anything anti divine to it and trying to, (laughs) uh, criticism, the criticism of my sword will wash over top of, of this, uh, 100 armed giant and and bring to light everything he's ever done wrong in his entire life, like a rampant and angry mother.
3: Okay. Emo it to death. In addition to that, um, you find that this vision that you have created, this form around yourself, has a pair of sprouts—a pair of wings that are at least a hundred feet long—out your back. So it's like this sort of anime giant. Dark Angel, um, Raven, whatever type wings. The effect of your magic is quite profound in that you've made evil feel whatever this weight is that you have put upon it. It is used to inflicting that on others, not having it impact itself. So... There's enough of a distraction where it appears to be the, the creature that, uh, the, the big bad mm. is on the ground. It appears to be trying to wrestle or rip the throat out of where the throat would be on the giant to try and like decapitate the spine or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's enough knocked away that the giant is able to bat the hand away and bring the club down where you would guess the head to be. In a large series of rapid strikes, each one having a greater degree of positive energy explosion. There's just not enough time for everything to dissipate mm-hmm. at once. So this nexus of energy is just getting bigger and bigger around. And you can see actually the ziggurat where this energy is pounding at it. Mm-hmm is sort of like um a siege boulder or whatever working its way around the ziggurat battering it and starting to make it sorry um not uh, structurally viable anymore in fact it seems to be eating away at the ziggurat
0: ah okay um at that point i guess so this 100 arm guy is going to die i mean he's being beaten in the face by this giant yeah.
3: He's being beaten beaten to death, undeath, whatever whatever its other state is, it's getting the sherbet wh- whipped out of it. Okay.
0: What about Thorn, who is essentially with us on the Ziggurat, but he's living? Uh, in his living state, is the Ziggurat discernibly different than it would be for us? Is it in like a different zone where it's not being affected by the same magic? Because you know, this positive living life magic that's coming out of the the bone giant is not going to affect something living.
3: It's affecting, actually, the ziggurat because it seems that this ziggurat has been in the negative realm for so long Mm. that even it's sort of siphoned in and sucked in the essence of the negativity. So to Thorn, he's seeing sort of drab colors. He's seeing the faces and the cobblestones, all that sort of stuff. He is starting to see the destruction, but he's able to see the light as maybe something a little different than what you're seeing. But it is, he is seeing the destruction coming towards him.
0: Okay. Uh, like the cave giant watching the Eye of Sauron crashing into the ground right before, I'm going to probably run. I don't okay. I don't care that uh, I kill this particular creature as long as it dies, and it looks as though that's going to be accomplished. And if the ground is about to fall out from underneath us, I think I'm going to head towards the uh, ramp of the plaza.
3: Okay. Do you want to stay within the void zone, or do you want to take your chances and exit the void zone to have more space to run?
0: Well, how uh, far out into the plaza does the void, st- void zone extend?
3: Um, it's very narrow down the edges of the ramp.
0: Okay, I'm going to try to stay in the void zone uh, heading toward the ramp. Okay.
3: Um, Go ahead and roll a d20, please. 18. You're able to reach the ramp edge and you're right along the border of the void zone, but you can start to head down as you will. Okay. So you go at, uh, you spur Clyde the full charge and head on down.
0: Uh, well I assume I find Clyde along the way, jump onto him and yeah, and head out because how how quickly is the Ziggurat disintegrating? Quite quickly. Then yes, I am gonna leave.
3: Okay. Cesar Um
2: Assuming there are maybe any of his creations left, he's gonna snag one, um, literally jump on its back and program it as he does so, like, you know, basically get it to get the heck out of dodge and, you know, ride it down the stairs and as far away from the, the temple as possible. Okay. Uh, roll
3: a d20. I rolled a 10. Unfortunately, you have not managed to stay within the void zone as you're heading out. Um, and you come popping back into the real world. Or okay. at least, as far as Thorn is concerned, suddenly you come popping out, and you see him and you as "quote unquote" alive. Okay. Um, your creature that you're running on, yeah, probably doesn't have long to survive in this realm.
4: Don't leave the squirrel. <laughs>
3: um, Cesar
2: will. Not sure exactly how it's going to survive in this sort of keep it running and jump off and send it away. Basically, let it keep
3: fleeing, but jump off. Okay, so you're now physically running. Yep. Okay. I will come back to you. Thorne. Yes. Big Big ol' fight. Xanatari's staying in the void zone, heading down the ramp. Cesar comes popping out, uh, jumps off of this contraption that goes and zigzags kind of down the ramp a little bit and explodes in a rather foul-smelling cloud of yuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ziggurat's destroying itself. You want to okay. call Fluffy? You want to do what you Do you um, want
1: to do? No, I'm going to watch the ziggurat fall.
0: Okay.
1: From from on top of Zero. Mm, who knows? It could fall inside. It doesn't look like like I haven't seen any anything tumble towards me yet.
3: Well, it's like the ground is starting to. It's like the expanding sphere from Akira. Yep. Where it's starting to just. <laughs> um,
1: how affected is the um unvoid
3: zone? <laughs> uh clear all the way to the ramp. I mean to the to the final ramp heading off into the into the woods. I'm going to take a step back and watch the ziggurat fall. Okay. So you're going to ride the ziggurat? Yep. All the okay. way down, baby. Alrighty. Um, Cesar. Yes. What are you going to do to extricate yourself as you are running your old man run down the down the road?
2: Um, don't look back, basically just head down, um, wheeze my way along, um, you know, no, no sense of concern for any of the others or even what's going on behind me. Like a the, the, the scared, uh, the terrified version of
3: walking slowly away from an explosion.
0: Okay. We've seen run before. Mm-hmm.
3: If need be, are you willing to ride the Ziggurat
2: down? Well, I, I suppose if I have to. I'm not going to defy gravity and, and float in midair, I don't think. So <laughs> I would assume so. But uh, I'm going to
3: avoid that if possible. Okay. Um, roll a d20, please. I rolled a 14. Okay. Uh, Zenatari, does he ride the Ziggurat down with a 14?
0: Um, mm, I think, uh, no. I think he's gonna, I think he beat a 10. It's gonna be fine. Okay. He's gonna get, like, he's gonna do one of those things where it starts to fall, and he starts to fall backwards into it, and runs really, really fast, and just barely makes the edge.
3: Okay. Alright. Zenatari. Yes. What you doing?
0: Well, um, how far down the ramp am I?
3: You are pretty much down to the plaza.
0: Okay. Well, I don't really want my character to be undead for the rest of my life, so I probably should find like a non-void zone area and just make sure I'm clear of the ziggurat.
3: Okay. Um. So you come popping out into the real world.
0: Yes, riding madly
3: towards uh towards the forest, I guess. Okay. Do you help Cesar at all?
0: Uh, how far away am I from Cesar?
3: Cesar, how far away are you?
2: Um she had Clyde, so she's probably a good deal uh, ahead. So okay. to help Caesar would require stopping or even heading back. Uh
0: as I pop into into life again, I guess I would remember everything that Zanachari knows and become myself again. At that point I would suddenly be interested in Caesar.
3: Oh,
2: okay. finally. <laughs>
0: And I would turn back and ride toward him, considering I have a mountain, he's basically running, and try to grab him with an arm and pull him up, if I can do so, without falling into the imploding ziggurat.
3: Okay. All right. You are able to grab Cesar uh, and spur yourself around again, kind of having Clyde do the shuffling onto flagstones as they fall away, but manage to start getting ahead of the thing.
0: As I do this, I'm going to look back at Thorn and just see him standing there, like, nonchalantly. Just kind of stared at him like, what are you doing? <laughs> and just as I'm riding away, I'm going to be looking over my shoulder at him, confused and incredulous.
2: Thorne?
4: I'd
1: be looking at the ziggurat so I wouldn't know if she's looking back at me. <laughs> You're busy putting
2: on your sunglasses.
1: I'm getting ready. This This can't be over. It's not over.
3: I'm not convinced. Okay. At a point shortly thereafter, you the ground opens up underneath you, and you drop. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you just seem to be falling through what appears to be this large cloud of dust.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: He's the most equipped safe fall rogue ever. Okay.
3: So. Then. Um, mentally judging though, your height versus the time of falling. You're not hitting ground. You're no, just I'm not.
4: Falling.
0: I'm
3: falling. This style? Mm, um, probably not. Do you wish have to? You ever, sorry, just have
1: you have you ever dropped a dog? Yes. they don't <laughs> land on their
4: feet. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> so, and they
4: come yeah, all the way down.
3: Yeah. Um. Do you want to make a roll of any kind, perception um, or otherwise? Sure.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'll roll a perception check, sure. Okay. I, I want to look around, and I roll a... That's 24...
3: 25. You can't see anything through all the dust, but um, you are quickly able to take stock that there appears to be something that has grabbed you somewhere along... Um, one of your harnesses, or something like that. I know you're in the, your your wolf form, mm-hmm. but it's caught on something of you, mm-hmm. and it seems to be keeping you suspended. Uh, I'd
1: look I'd look back to see what is what I'm caught on, or what is holding me.
3: Some sort of branch. You can just see the base outline of it, but the dust, how it's moving, makes it look like you are falling quite extensively.
1: No dignity.
3: No dignity. Um,
1: can I reach back and cut myself loose? Yes. I would like to c- reach back and cut myself loose.
3: Okay.
1: Using the knife that I, I, I bought while I was at market.
3: Okay. You fall quite mm-hmm. quickly. You hit another branch, but not, like, the the thick part, but you can definitely feel one come passing through. hmm And you land in what appears to be a mixture of pile of dust.
4: hmm
3: And, um, forest floor. Forest floor? For ten points of damage. Okay. Thanks ten points. I gotta to note to that somewhere. Okay. All good. Yep. Um, Zenatari, you and Caesar are able to escape the Ziggurat, and you find that the plaza is likewise decaying around.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm.
3: But as you're going through, you realize that you're riding more and more on dust than you are a straight collapse of six feet down. Okay you realize that you're more down about two feet by the end of it. How far out do you want to run?
0: I'd like to run until I get to flat ground.
3: Okay. Um, Sort of like with a proper volcanic explosion, the dust has gone spread out. You're now caught up in the dust cloud. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And your visibility is extremely limited. You do manage to see a couple trees coming up ahead of you that you're able to get around, mm-hmm. but it's a very last-minute kind of focused thing. If you would roll a d20, mm-hmm. or 2, 15, 6, 16. Describe one impact, one near miss.
0: Uh, okay. As we are riding, and I am still, you know, probably considering Thorn, um, just still flabbergasted at watching him fall into the ziggurat, I'm not really paying attention so clearly. So, as I go by one of the trees, I, I cut it too close and end up scraping the left side of both Cesar and myself against the tree, um, knocking our leg back and giving us some nasty brush burns and probably jarring us backwards. Just, you know, Clyde would stop and fidget to the kind of basically fidget to the left like you know and then keep going second time uh after you know being distracted by the pain of running into a tree essentially which i haven't done since i was you know younger uh i would swerve just at the very last second at a tree that i noticed rising up in front of me and just manage to miss it probably pull up sharp after that and just take a few minutes to breathe because clearly i am not a safe driver
3: okay (laughs) Um You will both take six points of damage, but otherwise you are able to make it to what you perceive to be more flat ground than dust. With that, and in order to save our description of what the scene is afterwards, we shall save that for the next episode. Zanatari, take us out.
0: Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com, subscribe on iTunes, and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Great Area podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at com. and join us for a worldwide adventure. Stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels every Friday at 9pm on Twitch, and uh, hopefully you will subscribe so that you can be informed of that and other shows that are on Twitch. So thank you guys and we'll see you next week.